why was this not the first thing that I thought of when I was thinking about like what potentially is the conversation? Like nobody talks course, about it. I guess. Yeah. But it's just strange. It's like, why it's for obvious. me, of course that's it's, it's obvious. obvious in retrospect when you yeah. hear it. But let me tell you, never crossed my mind until I lost weight without moving. Welcome. Welcome to binge on this, the podcast you can safely binge to lose weight. This is your host, Michelle Hasty Thompson, and I am so excited to have you here. So thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. Today we are going to be meeting Alisa and Alisa is one of those people who is busy. This girl never stops moving. It is rare if she takes less than 20,000 steps a day. She usually does much more than that and yet her body is gaining weight. She's perplexed as she definitely eats healthy. She a lot of times eats food that's grown right on her own property and she's a young mom of two young boys. So we were able to dive into exactly the reasons why her body is not wanting to release the weight. And she was shocked in one sense that she never thought of it, but she now sees exactly why she can trust her body and allow it to lose weight all by doing less. Intrigued? Let's dive in. Cord. All right. Welcome, welcome. Okay. So it Hi. is the 23rd of November, um, right before Thanksgiving. What great timing to talk about this. <laughs> so, um, you know, when we get into the holiday season, things can get a little crazy. And um, a lot of people just say like, oh, F it all. Just deal with it in January. Um, and there's some crazy stat. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but like, However many pounds most people gain in November, October, November, December, it takes like six to nine months to lose in the next year. So imagine if you not only have that to lose, but actually lost before January. That's what we're trying. That's what we're going for. Yeah. (laughs) So that is, um, that would be good. Right. I I like that idea. (laughs) And like you, because I have your application here in front of me and we spoke a little bit before, but, um, Alisa said that she works out like crazy and she's super active. And so, you know, when you're in that position, it gets to the point where you're like, well, what else do I do? Right? Like sure. I can't possibly sure. burn any more freaking calories. Um, yeah. and I can't possibly be eating that much food that it's yeah. all this activity. So when you're yeah. in that position and you don't want to gain weight, and especially if you want to lose weight, it does get to a point where you're like, well, what the heck do I do? And I want, hopefully what I can give you today in the short period of time is clarity on what the heck you can do. Yeah, great. Awesome. All right, for those of you who are with us live or are gonna be watching the uh, replay later, um, like I said, Alisa said that she is super active and her body's not responding and I wrote to her and said, can I please do this with you because this is exactly what happened to me. So back in 2006, I became a personal trainer. And when I became a personal trainer, I started counting my calories and exercising like crazy. And I wanted to look like a trainer. A personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, it, and I was thin. I just wasn't muscular at all because unlike you, I didn't play sports ever. So I felt kind of okay. fraudulent. Like, what am I doing in this field, right? Like, I'm, I like did sure. things. So yeah, <laughs> just like a, like a weird fit, but there's the universe handed it to me. And so I went with it, but I was obsessed with having this like fit body. 
And what happened was I started to gain a ton of weight and binge eat and overeat and stress eat and emotionally eat. And all of a sudden I found myself in a position that most people come to me for, which is I'm doing all these things right. Like I'm eating healthy. I'm counting my calories. I'm working out. Like, so what the heck is going on with my body? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what happened to me. And then on my, I reached my heaviest weight and I was like, F it all. I'm just buying new clothes. I got rid of all my old clothes that didn't fit. And I was like, I got to fix this. And I drove to the mall, but I never made it there because I was hit by five cars and then I was injured. And it was when I was injured that I lost the weight. That's when I knew like, we're missing something like majorly here because I followed all the yeah. rules and gained. And then I literally did nothing. <laughs> and like, the weight just fell off of me. So um, that's what hopefully we can help you see your plan is to do for that same kind of thing. But most likely- Without having to get hit by a car. I always say that. <laughs> Hopefully. Like, we can do this yes. without the car accident because the lessons yes, are all valuable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So just because not everybody who's watching us read your um, information, tell just like sort of a short- um, sure. synopsis of what's been going on for you and how you feel. Um, hopefully I'm seeing a tiny bit of spottiness with the internet out here. It's not great. So hopefully it's not terrible for you, but, um, I would just say like the quick synopsis is that I was an athlete, you know, growing up, I actually grew up a lot in a health club. My mom worked at the health club. So I did all sorts of sports, did all that my whole life. Didn't really super struggle with my weight was health healthy, but didn't struggle with my weight. I was happy with my weight and I was active and healthy. Um, after finishing collegiate sports, I moved home and was kind of like rapidly putting on weight. And I wouldn't say I was horrendously, you know, involved in extra exercise at that point, but I was pretty rapidly gaining weight and it wasn't, um, I would say proportionate to my lifestyle. Um, and then probably, you know, between then and now I have gone through maybe five rounds. Um, and that's been, I should say, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, I've probably gone through five rounds of, you know, I'm going to do this and get really, really serious about something. Um, and, you know, either do keto or extreme low calorie and am able to push horrendously hard to lose the weight. But when I get to the maintenance portion, my activity is pretty stable because it's often something that I enjoy. I do enjoy being active. There is maybe times where it's extra, but the activity level is pretty consistent. Um, but as soon as I drop off of either keto or extreme low cal, um, at varying degrees of speed, the scale will just creep up and up and up and up and up and to the point where I'm finally again, like, bah, can't do it. Like I'm not comfortable in my skin. I'm not comfortable moving. Um, when it starts to get into, in the way of my activity and the things that I like to do actively, that's when it really bothers me. If I feel like I can't move properly because I literally feel like I'm wearing a seal coat. Like, it's like, what is this here? I don't want it. Um, and I attempt to lose it. And I'm, I'm a very successful dieter, really. Um, I know how to do something extreme, but it's those in-between times when, like you're saying, so clearly, like the 
calories in and the calories out are just not anywhere close to I should be gaining and I am. Um, and that will just continue to creep and creep and creep until I get to a point where I just can't take it anymore. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm at actually kind of an in-between currently in terms of like right now, I'm did a little round of keto and lost some weight just to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I have since stopped keto. I had a kitchen renovation and when I got done, I started making bread at home and you know, all the good stuff. So I was like, I'm not going to do the keto, but I'm consistently eating pretty healthy and I'm definitely active. I do a workout program. I walk as much as possible, walk with my mom, you know, um, I have almost three acres with animals and kids. And so I am constantly go, 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 go. Um, so that is kind of where I'm at now. I feel pretty healthy. I do struggle a little bit, bit with saying like, do I even need to lose more weight? Do I, you know, am I giving myself a false sense of what I should look like because I know I'm healthy? Should I get rid of this false, you know, ideal of what my body should look like? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I know that answer. And maybe that's, I don't, maybe that's part of it is that like my mind's not made up that I even want it gone. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but I definitely don't want to gain. That's for sure. Um, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to be stuck back having to do some extreme thing to get it off. Um, and even doing everything that I'm doing right now, it's like very, very slow, but I would say like, I'm gaining like a half a pound a week. Like it's just tick, tick, like up it goes. And it's, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating for sure. Yeah. That is the word. It's so frustrating. Um, I yes. think you mentioned something important, like, you know, I am a healthy person. If that's not really what the weight loss is about, you're not struggling yeah. with health concerns, which is causing you to have to lose the weight. It's, it's more hard. of a, um, a desire of yours. And so is it real? Um, and you don't even need to know the answer to that question because most of the world approaches our body and food and movement in the wrong order. And so what we want to start with is first, I help people get a really healthy relationship with food like that's step one to where you no longer view food as the means to your weight gain or your weight loss it's just eating it's this thing you do it's part of your day it's enjoyable um, you experience it and you move on and there's no um, rumination of oh should I eat this or I shouldn't eat that like there's just none of that craziness about food and yeah. like and that's step one Right. Like just getting yeah. to a place with food where you're like, I'm not a dieter. Food is not, has nothing to do with my body or weight. And then step two is kind of the same thing with movement. Like, I, like you said, you move because you enjoy it. So we want to yeah. remove any part of that conversation where it's like, I have to move to lose weight or I have to move to avoid gaining weight. Yeah. You want to make yeah. your relationship with movement. And then it's like, after those two things, we just see what the body does. You know, for a lot of people, when we heal those two things, the body just sort of goes to its healthy weight naturally without having to do anything. Um, and because all the stress is off, all the stress of trying to lose weight, all the stress of dieting, all the stress of all the calories, all of it's gone. And so your body actually works really efficiently. Um, digestion's better, metabolism's better. Everything is better because we've removed the huge stressor of my weight, <laughs> which is sure. like all consuming. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, but that's the order. Like we can't even talk about weight loss until we fix the other two things, because if we don't fix the other two things, we'll just 
stay on the cycle, right? The hamster wheel and um, sure. ride it forever. No matter what diet you do, if your relationship with food and movement isn't healthy, then it'll be crazy town. Um, so that's the order in which we do yeah. now for people who change those two things and their body does not physically change at all. That's when you start looking at, okay, so this is me living where I don't have to worry about weight. I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about movement. If my body's not losing weight naturally, is it something that really does need to occur? And if it doesn't, am I okay? And, or do I think there's some other more, um, subconscious thing that's holding the weight on the body, like maybe um, some kind of sure. abuse or something where we haven't worked From, it yeah. through yeah. And it's being suppressed that way. Right. But that's like 10 steps into the future. Right. Sure. <laughs> so okay. that's the order. Yeah. So let's start with food. Um, when did you learn that food it has something to do with weight? Uh, I mean, Maybe high school-ish, it wasn't necessarily that it was for me that I really super struggled with it. I would say I more discovered the relationship and how I could manipulate it. It was, you know, more we were talking five pounds here, but it was like, oh, it's summer and I want to be, you know, just a little bit more trim and cut. And I definitely could see um, the way that I can manipulate it in my body. Um, my mom's background is nutrition. So food and health and nutrition had always been a conversation, but in terms of manipulated, manipulating it for my own body, in terms of the weight factor, I would say high school was okay. probably when that started to come about. And of course it's the classic, you look back now and you're like, Oh, if only <laughs> <laughs> I had a clue how freaking great I looked like, I would have never even thought twice about it. Yeah. Um, that's the, that's a common age of when yeah. it occurs though, because sure. you start to realize, I think that's the first time I had ever heard about it too. Um, and I thought that that was like brand new information. Like, Oh, okay. Food and weight. It's a thing. Like, I don't think I had thought about it prior to that. Yeah. Um, and the truth is that you can manipulate the body with food. I'm not going to pretend that that's not, Sure. Um, something that can happen temporarily, but it would be no different than this is an extreme example, but like using steroids to get more buff, right? Like, sure. you know, sure. you're just altering the environment temporarily and that's not yeah. what's naturally happening. Um, it's not really even giving your body a chance to do it naturally. You're, you're intervening, you're manipulating it. Like you said. Sure. Um, sure. And so it's never meant to be a long-term strategy. Even the the calories in versus yeah. calories out isn't meant to be a long-term strategy. Um, you know, wrestlers can use it and athletes can use it to, to manipulate celebrities can use it for a movie. Um, like they're not meant to be the research on it all shows that the, um, the percentage chance of gaining it back is like 98%. Um, so clearly it's not the way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then the question becomes what yeah. do you do instead? So I get that that's yeah. why we keep going there over and over and over again. Sure. So when you learn that you can manipulate your, your weight with what you ate, um, when did it turn into fear of, okay, now if I eat this or don't eat this, what will happen? Probably after the first time I had a major weight loss episode, you know, going through college, um, I had gained some weight in college, even being, I was division two 
athlete, you know, like we were doing extreme amount of exercise two a days very often. And I still had crept up a little bit from what I was in high school, but wasn't super concerned about it. When I came home and I put on, I don't, I think I was home from college, maybe six months and I had gained like 40 or 50 pounds and it didn't take me super long, maybe another, you know, six, eight months of being that weight to where I said, like, I don't like this. This is not comfortable. I am not happy. And I lost it all most of it, um, through almost a year of keto, it took me to really get that whole bit off. And I think that definitely one, I know for a fact, I am the person that gets the high off the weight loss. It is like dieting is one of the most satisfying things because it is those control mechanisms that you're going I did this. I won. I did it. Like you watch the scale go down and it is so satisfying. Um, and then, you know, I kept it off a little while, slowly, slowly it crept back on. But of course, immediately then you start getting this mental idea that what I'm doing is gaining and you're always watching it and you're always thinking, you know, what am I doing here? And this little bit is going to set me off this direction. So so definitely. I mean, after seeing the ramifications of the weight gain and then seeing that I could lose it, it kind of made it feel more like my fault or a personal responsibility that, look, I do have the control to change this, but I'm not choosing that. But, I'm choosing, uh, yeah. You know. Such a common myth that we are in control of our weight. And because what that does is it absolutely makes you feel responsible like yeah. it, I'm doing this to myself. If I wanted it enough, then I wouldn't do this. And that is the, the game that we get yeah. stuck in the game that's played in our head. Um, yeah. mostly by our culture, right. That's sort of the message that's like, Oh, you're overweight because you don't want it bad enough. You're not disciplined enough. You know, if sure. you just would eat sure. less and move more, you wouldn't have this problem. And it's unfortunately, sure. I don't think it's a message that will change anytime soon. External. Sure. So you have to just change it within yourself and let that be enough, but that is 100% false. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I, I think that's really key for me just thinking about how do I mentally change that? Because my experience shows me that I am capable, which is like a good thing, but a bad thing, but the capability of of long-term happiness in coinciding with that is what's not there. You're capable like, of manipulating it the same way you're capable sure. of manipulating a person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's, that's how you have to think about it. Like, yeah. Okay. I can do that. I can manipulate something for a result the same way I could manipulate a person or think about the times that maybe you've felt manipulated by someone. Um, sure. That feeling is what your body feels um, when you do that. Now, the reason why it responds in what you would perceive as a positive light is because the high that you're feeling from the dieting is tricking the body to thinking that you're doing something good. So at first sure. it's on board. It's like, Oh, cool. Like we're, yeah. it's all good in here. She's happy. She's elated. She's like super, she's like eating really healthy and she's working out all the time. And like, things are great in the weight loss world. We are all good. And then it's like, some time goes by and the body's like, well, like WTF, like this was all false. Like yeah. this isn't even real. Um, and that's when you start become, that's when people say you hit a plateau in my, in my belief system and what I've studied, it's not a plateau. It's your body waking up and going like, Hey, 
wait a second. I don't want to be tricking me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? Um, And so you have to manipulate it more and more. And it's, you're just fighting each other constantly. And that's what we have to switch. So if, um, if you were manipulating somebody and getting a positive result from that person, and then you were like, you, you would have to have sort of like a come to Jesus moment of like, okay, is that how I want to have what I want from that person? Or is it time for me to like flip the script? And if you were to do that, then what you'd have to do is a little bit of soul searching and communication and conversation. Like, look, this has been happening this way for a long time. I don't want to do it this way anymore. Um, Like I would love to just honestly be here to support and help you and have a really like satisfying relationship with each other without control, without manipulation. Um, And I want to trust that you can have that kind of relationship with me. And this is the kind of switch we have to make in our body. Like this is the hardest part for you is most likely going to be saying, I trust you body that you won't do what I don't want you to do. (laughs) That is the hardest part because that I don't, my experience is not that. So you, you start to lack that trust. And I think, you know, maybe the first couple times in those younger years, it wasn't that mindset, but I would say like the last couple times I try it, I try that. And I know obvious, like it's, it's just pieces are still missing because that's not working for me. Like I would say very currently I'm in that kind of position that I'm going like, okay, like I am just want to be happy. Like I just want to live normal life and do the things I love. And I do like to cook. I do like to eat good food. I grow a lot of my own food. I try, you know, and, but I don't trust that it's going to work. So that's a tough, that's, that is a tough part. I can't, I don't know how to get my mental brain into that, you know? Well, part of it, what, some of the things that work for myself and my clients is when those, when those conversations come up in your head, you, you need to have um, responses prepared, <laughs> right? So sure. that you can disprove it. So for, for example, if, if your mind says like, no, like you can't trust the body because every time that you've not been on it, you gain yeah. weight. So if you're yeah. not on it, you will gain weight. So yeah. my response to that would be, um, we've never actually tried to just be in the body with full trust, with, with act- without the stress and the pressure of getting to the weight loss result or the fear of the weight gain, sure. which is not yeah. actually an optimal environment, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Even though you're saying like, I'm not going to diet anymore and I'm not going to do this anymore. I just want to be healthy and normal. There's still the conversation at the back of the head that's like, yeah, but... Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's there for sure. That's that's right here. (laughs) Technically, this is the conversation you're having with yourself. You've never actually tried it. Like you've never actually tried. I'm not ignoring you for a second. I'm going to text my mom to get the baby because the baby's crying on the monitor. Okay. Maybe she can actually probably hear me on here, but just in case there is a slight delay, Um, but yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wade is crying. He is awake. He is crying. (laughs) Please help. Send out troops. (laughs) We're good. Okay, awesome. He's safe. He's little, little, so he's in a crib. It's not like he's banging at the door, gonna go climb up. Right. 
the stove or something. Explore, explore the house on his eyes on. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. So that, so one of the things we want to really can remind yourself of is just that we've never actually tried this from the, the state of mind where we're creating an, an ideal environment in the body. So when the body does not sure. like fat, so we go back to in college when you came home and you gained a bunch of weight, like the simplest yeah. explanation for that is that you did not have an ideal optimal environment in your body, right? In order to sure. burn fat or to not store fat, right? In order for things to run the way they're supposed to, or to actually create a weight loss result, we have to have an ideal mm -hmm. environment in the body. Um, and the easiest way to create that is like extreme relaxation, like just like calm. And like, I don't know about you, but when I was in college, that was not the case. Because <laughs> yeah. not relaxed no, no, and not like carefree, no. right? It doesn't mean that your life can't no. be stressful. It's how you're digesting it, right? So like what you're bringing into sure. your body. You can't control the environment. Sure. You can control how you digest the environment. Um, and so we look at things like when you eat food, for example, what state of mind are you in when you're eating it? Because you're either in fight or flight yeah. or rest and digest. So if you were to look at the yeah. majority of your meals, you can think about back then, you could think about now, where would you say you are? fight or flight or rest and digest? I mean, I, I am just a person that is a fight or flight person. So that is probably the majority of my meals just simply because of course there's good parts to it, but I want to jam so much into my life. And there are so many things I want to do in my life that I feel like my life is always like, like hurry up this to get to this, to get to this, to get yeah. to this. So yes, probably yeah. lots of that for different reasons. But you know, now it's, sit down barely. I just got the kids seated. I know I have like five more minutes, but for the oldest is now rubbing the food in his hair. Yes. And so it's like, just eat it. Um, so that I can get it down, you know, yeah, um, most, most meals are that way. And then sure. the is you don't have to be like meditated, meditating and zen sure. all day to get a result. Sure. You just have to have more of that than you currently do, right? So sure. even if that is before you put food in your mouth, you take five deep breaths and you just center sure. yourself and you create sure. that relaxed environment before you put food, right? Because you have stressed out environment in the belly. It's all stressed yeah. out, crazy, chaotic, running from here to there. Blah, it's blah, funny blah. because you said that. I instantly cued into that, like my stomach was like this. Like instantly <laughs> when you were talking about like stomach, like just sitting here talking, I'm like, tense in the stomach and I'm not tense about anything, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right. So this is, yeah. this is why the body can't function at its highest level. So yeah. before you eat three deep breaths, four deep breaths, five, whatever you can get in one deep breath, just <laughs> shift your focus from whatever you were doing a second ago to yeah. I'm about to put food in my body. And I don't want to put food. Like I picture in my, if I'm in like crazy rushing, go, go, go mode, picture your body is like, it's like world war three in there. Everyone's like crazy running around. It's a war zone. And you're like, here, let me throw a bunch of food, more things for you to do. And they're all like, yeah. ah, like we can't handle yeah. anything yeah. else. And so you're like too bad, like digest this food, which means you're not absorbing as many of the nutrients. You're not getting all of the benefits of it. And you're certainly not going to go through the ideal digestive metabolic processes that you hope for. Right. Sure. So 
that's going to be really big for you is just really deep breaths, yeah. especially while you eat. Now, outside of the eating experiences, how can you bring in more relaxation? It could be that every day before you, you know, get out of bed, you take five deep breaths. Like you're just trying to yeah. find these moments of, of slow. Yeah. The other thing I want you to remember is well, what kind of music is like your favorite music? I'm all over the place. I lately well, it's been one like genre old, that you like old school country, like John Prine, like just a guy and a guitar. That's, okay. That's so, perfect. so when you, yeah. and when you listen to that old school country, I am not a country fan, but I know enough about country to say yeah, yeah, yeah. the only reason I ask is because if you like, like heavy metal, this, like, this analogy might not work. It's not as good, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the best parts of music are the spaces in between the notes. Right. So when I think of like heavy metal, well, the reason why that gives me like anxiety is like, da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is exactly what's happening in my body 99% of the time. So like, I feel like that very often. <laughs> I, am like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot handle that music. I'll like, I don't even know, yeah. explode, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the reason why music is so appealing is it has to have moments of pause in between notes it's not just all jammed together there's space sure it has sure. space to breathe um that's what makes it pleasurable um so sure. i really want you to adopt the idea that like slow is ideal like yeah it's funny that you say that because just so my mom and I were walking today and she was telling me about setting this thing on her. She got an app to like tell her to stand up just to change elevation. It was not even about her exercise because she does exercise and walk and, but it was just like to get up and get the blood flow moving. And I said to her, I'm like, I feel like I need an app to tell me to sit down. Like, <laughs> yes, you do. Like how hers is like every 30 minutes. It's like, you know, it's not about like going and getting a, a marathon every 30 minutes. It's just literally like get up, maybe walk to the other side of the room and back. And now that you're saying that it's like, I almost, it's less of a joke that I said that to her earlier. It's like, even if it was 15 seconds to like, sit down and like ground for a second and like relax and just deep breath. Like I do think it could do me some good because it'll do you some good. It's going yeah, to switch yeah. the environment within your body, which is where weight loss happens. I'm going to see if I can move out of the sun. That's like that little patch. Layering me right. Now for your, uh, for your walking, um, I want huh? you to push yourself to walk as slow as possible. Oh my God. Uh, which is going to kill you. So hard. <laughs> I want you to try to talk as slow as possible, to type as slow as possible, to read oh my as slow God. as possible. You need to get in the habit. It's, by the way, your slow as possible is going to be still faster than like most people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you doing that is going to be just taking it down a notch. It's going to reduce the craziness and chaos inside of your body. Um, and yeah. then your movement, I don't know what you're doing for your workout. Like, so walking slow, but whatever you're doing for your workouts, I highly recommend swapping it out for yoga. Um, yeah. slow, not power yoga, Yeah. slow yoga. So I have a yoga yeah. studio virtually. If you want to try some of our classes, which would be great yeah. for you. Um, but it doesn't matter what it is. Just, sure. I would love to see whatever time you're carving out to be in your body that it's as slow as possible. I mean, I definitely feel I've done, you know, some yoga stints. And before I started this one, I'm doing a beach body right now. And of course, what did I pick? What am I doing right now? I'm doing 10 rounds boxing. Cause it's all like, bat, 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 yeah, like crazy. Work. 
<laughs> I, yeah, right. It's fun. It's super fun. And I will probably finish it. And I definitely like I'm putting on muscle. I can feel that, which is great, but it's not something I struggle with is putting on muscle. Like I can put on muscle like that. Um, but you know, I definitely I'm up for that because I love the way that yoga makes me feel. That's for sure. It is something that is that, you know, slow, that slow centering that feels good. So I, I'm going to tell you right now that when I do high, that. high intensity exercise is when my body stores fat. When I do low intensity exercise. So, so I'm just going to make a guess because we have a lot of similarities in the way that we uh, approach yeah. life that probably yeah. high intensity exercise needs to kind of exit your life permanently. And I had to like do a grieving process for it because I was yeah. like, I went from like high, intensity, high circuit training, yeah. crazy cardio, everything. Yeah. And then I, I switched to power yoga, which was still better. But when I realized that even power yoga is not what my body wanted, it's like, I was like having an argument with my body. Like, but, but why? Sure. And my body's like, no, it's not yeah. that. I don't want it. Um, so I'm going to make a, a huge yeah. guess here that that probably does not have a place in your life. Well, here, let me put it this way. You got You'd either have to like slow down 90% everywhere else in your life to keep that high intensity exercise sure. <laughs> or you can sure. be realistic and just switch out the sure. exercise. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely always, always willing to, I, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty in tune with my body kind of sort of in certain ways. So I, I mean, I, I like, I love the suggestion and I will love to feel the way it feels. It is a grieving process. I can already he feel like the internal emotional, like tug at it, that it's like, it is it's such your, a it's weight draw loss for it. I mean, I don't know if that helps um, motivate you. It's your weight loss path. Slow. Yeah. Slow movement. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you want to switch the environment in your body, if you do yoga, you're in rest and digest the entire duration. So if you do a 60 minute yoga class, you're in rest and digest for 60 minutes that day. Um, and it lingers. Sure. It usually lingers for hours after. And it gives you an opportunity to. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, it's funny. It is. I think the drive with it and maybe of course this catapults into other components of life, but what it makes me think is I have to find other avenues for expression of competition and expression of like, I well, don't yoga, know, yoga that is, kind of, you, you can compete that's with true. ability, um, that's true. compete with sure. the poses, um, like, or you can try to yeah. do a stand, right? Like try True. to do a headstand, try yeah. to do the splits, try to do like push your body sure. in those ways, sure. um, not in the, in the more stressful, <laughs> not more how stressful. fast can I go? How hard can I push? Yeah. How strong can I be? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the biggest way to challenge yourself that will benefit you the most is how present can you be? How can you do one activity at sure. a time? When you're washing the dishes, challenge yourself to just literally feel the dish in your hand and the water and the soap and nothing don't try to shut your brain off try not to think about anything else like your challenge sure. is one is single tasking one task at a time that's how you can challenge yourself yeah think about i i, I like to give Very the analogy hard. of your body is like a business and you're the ceo um and so if your weight loss department is like a department like it would be in a business 
and you're the CEO and there's a bunch of workers in there. So you've got the digestion workers and the metabolism workers and all the different workers in there. And they're all trying to do a bunch of work. I want you to think about how many tasks you're giving your body on a, I don't know, hourly basis. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like you're piling so many things on your workers' desks. And then you're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you not like functioning optimally? Effective. What you guys yeah. stuck down there and they're like, sure. we're drowning in, in work. We we're trying to do two years ago's work still, and you just keep piling on more. So like when you think about sure. your your body and like why why I can't trust my body to lose weight, you're you've never given it a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think there is, you know, like what I'm saying, I'm in currently, and then it's like I can only tolerate it for so long and it, it seems to be like, it's like, it's not working. And then is when bad habits creep in because it's like, well, if it's not working anyways, then why the hell, like, why do I even try for this intermediate level? And, um, yeah, I mean, slowing down is definitely something that I think is is you're hitting it on the head is like life's greatest challenge for me just <laughs> me too <laughs> like, but I want to do so I know. many things <laughs> I, I do this exercise. I, wanna... I do this exercise in the morning where I write I do my yoga I do my meditation then I do my journaling and my affirmations and my and I read and every morning in my affirmations I write I am not in a rush and every time I write it I'm Uh-oh. like I hope I didn't lose you Oh, did I freeze on you? Hold on. I will uh, stop the video for a second. It froze for a second. Okay. We're good? Yeah. So every morning I write in my affirmations, I'm not in a rush. Um, And every, every time I write it, my, my internal dialogue laughs because it's like, yeah, you are. Um, But this is is what I'm (laughs) cultivating slow and patience. And um, even though it's difficult for me, the easiest swap I ever made in my life. So going back to 2008, when I was in my car accident, the reason why I lost weight lying on the couch, unable to move is because imagine taking your life right now, the speed you're going, the amount of tasks, and you were forced to just be still, but you didn't fight with it because that's the difference. A lot of people gain weight when they're injured. The reason I didn't is because I said, what can I do? right? I might as well just sit back and enjoy it because I can't possibly do anything to change it. And I surrendered to it and I did absolutely nothing. And I, my body, I dropped 10 pounds in 30 days, not moving. That's what's possible. If I could get you to slow down. Yeah. Even a little bit. So if you need motivation, (laughs) there it is. (laughs) It's what your body needs. If it could, if, yeah. if it could scream to you, it would say, "Please slow down." We are. Well, and I think drowning. that is clear because I think what I see is like when my day ends, quote unquote, ends like with my kids. I see, and my husband goes to bed because he works early. Like I crave those things. I crave those like slow, slow connection with myself, like time with myself. Like it's very obvious that that is what is like missing, but of course it makes sense. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily separate. Um, and I think I don't, I'm curious what you think of this, but 
do you think coming to terms with it with yourself, you have found a way that it's one of those things that it's like, you actually don't have to lose production. You don't actually have to lose. It's just state, state of mind during and also potentially becoming more efficient in a less, like, I think I'm pretty dang efficient, but I, I'm not, not open to the possibility that there are improvements to be made in the way I that I how efficiency is your problem at all. Yeah. Um, some of the things I had to remind myself of is like what actually has to be done today. Sure. Right? Like, so I'm trying to cram so much and for what, because it doesn't actually have to happen today. There's no reason why it can't happen sure. later this week. So part sure. of that, that productivity is like, this can wait. Um, yeah. I also have kind of like a, um, like a mantra in my head where I can see and you, you'll, the more you slow down, the easier it's going to be for you to notice this. It, when you start to feel the, I mean, I'm yeah. say anxiety, but sure, whatever, sure, sure. The, yeah. the, the quick pay, the like rap, the fervor, like, okay, <laughs> you know, you know, when you end yoga and you're all zenned out. Okay. And then, you know, when yeah. you start to lose that and it's like things start going. Okay. So yeah, when yeah, that, yeah. that process of when that happens becomes really obvious and I can feel it in my body, like super, sure. super obvious. And so that's when I just take like three breaths. Like, okay. Get just, rid of that. Just yeah. take breath. And that's literally all that it is. The other thing I will huh. say is if you do yoga and meditation regularly, your pacing will naturally and automatically slow down without you having to try. It'll just happen. Um, your, everything starts to slow down you, because you're not in fight or flight anymore which is where everything, everything sure. is crazy. You know, it's like your body yeah. feels like it's having to run away from a bear all the time. And so when you do, so I, I wake up in and in my, now my son is five. This probably won't work for you with the younger one yeah, uh, because he is self-sufficient in the morning, but I wake up and, yeah. <laughs> and I, in my pajamas, roll into my office. I lay out my yoga mat. And I do 30 minutes at least of yoga, like before anything else. Sure. And sometimes Rome will sit in here with his iPad and watch a show while I'm doing my yoga and it's not as relaxing. Yeah. So he's like talking to me, but at least I'm getting it in. Right. Sure. And you can use, I mean, I use virtual yoga, um, live or pre-recorded, and I, and that's how I start my day so that you're setting a pace and a I'm tone. setting a pace and the times that I wake up and like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There are times when my brain ha didn't shut off all night and I wake up and I just come straight to my computer and start working because I can't like turn it off. Yeah. And yeah. those days feel completely Terrible. different than yeah. the other. Right. So that like how yeah. you start your day. Now you might not be able to go do a whole yoga practice because your kids are so young, but you can at least like take 10 deep breaths before you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe as you're peeing yeah. in the morning. <laughs> no, I, I know I can. I do. I Everyone's got to pee in the morning, right? A lot of things that need to be done. Yeah. I have a lot of things that need to be done, but I know, I know very, very well that I fill every waking moment with things that I'm choosing to prioritize. Yes. So I know that there is time to put something in if I make that a priority on my list, you know? Yep. I, I'm, I'm very in agreement with that. <laughs> I'm not, mantra. never hear out of me like, I don't have time. Like, no, I do. I just, I yep. just have to want to make time for it. Yeah. Um, 
Exactly. And I think you will when your body starts to feel the change. And then the other mantra that I use often is, um, I'm not willing to sacrifice my peace, like my peace, my calm, my, like that, and my connection with my body, like nothing can penetrate that. So sure. if somebody asks me to do something, for example, and I'm already got a lot on my list, it's like, nope, that's going to get in the way of my peace. And I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Um, so I can help you tomorrow, next week, but absolutely not. I know that's going to push me over the edge. Yeah. And when I get into overwhelm, it's very difficult to get out of it. Um, and so I have a lot of boundaries around what I'm willing to fit in my capacity. And when you have kids, it's like yeah. used up like 90% just by them because they need so many things. Um, yeah. So like being honest with yourself about what you actually want to do in a day and where you can remove some yeah. of that is going to be important as well. And when you eat, being yeah. calm and relaxed. And you might not be able to be completely focused on your meal for the entire duration of the meal, but at least be, be conscious and focused and relaxed when you're putting food in your mouth and, di- and swallowing it. Even if it's for two seconds, sure. you go right back to crazy. If you can just make that path. Yeah. Like food does not yeah. enter this body unless it's calm. <laughs> like that is the boundary. That's definitely not happening currently. So. <laughs> right. And so usually favorite pick. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not uh, surprised. I mean, th- this yeah. is why I say when people tell me, um, you know, I can't get rid of these beliefs, I don't can't trust my body. If hopefully this is helping you see, like, well, I've never done it this way though, so I really have no reason to say I can't trust my body because yeah. I've never actually given it all the tools it needs to do its job efficiently. Maybe it'll come on camera for you, but my, my little fat pig is coming over to say, Oh my God, that's cute. (laughs) A a real pig. I'm not teasing about somebody else coming in the camera. It's really my little fat pig. (laughs) Actual pig. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't, he's, he's too big and fat to knock over at this or to pick up at this point, but. Oh my goodness. Big big fatty cheddar pig. Hey, do not eat the baby monitor. Oh my heaven. Well, they do, pigs do eat everything, right? That's what they're known for. Yeah, pretty much. They'll eat anything. But, um, but does that all make sense? Like, are it you does, feeling, yeah. Okay. Are you feeling like you understand a little bit more about why your body could potentially have chosen to gain? I do. It's funny because pre this, you know, I did a lot of like mental searching around like, you know, talk to a couple of people about it, of course. And I'm like, what could it be? Like, what could be the mental shift that, you know, I'm all about power of intention and even science of mindy type stuff. Like that's fine. But I'm like, I just can't imagine anything that is that powerful or potent, but I like even already, like I could see how that could be really potent for my life. Like (laughs) implementing it is another thing. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of this, like, and like this and then reminders to myself and, you know, all of that business. And, um, I think, yeah, there's, you know, I have a 60 day program that gives you one simple task each day for 60 days to help this happen. So that could potentially be an option for you to keep you on track. But, um, like I said, my whole, my whole, yeah, my whole goal for today was just for you to see the blinder of like, 
Okay, now I get like my whole goal with everybody I talk to is just to open up so they can go. That's what the problem is. Like I can sure. trust my body because this is not what I was doing. And and what it comes like the simplest explanation for weight loss is fulfilling all of your body's needs. That's it. Like that's yeah. that's the whole. That's your entire yeah. goal in life. If you fulfill all your body's needs, then it runs smoothly. Now, I can't tell you what your ideal weight will be because that's person to person, sure. but I sure. will guarantee you that if you fulfill all your body's needs, you will be at your ideal weight. That's, it's really that simple. Yeah. Um, the challenge is we're disconnected from our bodies because we're taught to rely on external methods for weight loss like keto, right? So we're not asking yeah. our body what it wants. We're following a plan. Um, when our body says, I want that, or I don't want that, or I like the way this feels, or I don't like the way this feels, we're usually ignoring it. And so over time, the body stops communicating its needs. Um, and so that's the first problem. And then the second problem is when we do hear our needs, we often disobey them. Um, and why there's a multitude of reasons why, (laughs) but so what happens is we have this very severed, disconnected relationship with our body, the thing that is supposed to burn the fat. And so and not only are we not connected to it, we're often not very nice to it. So there's this battle of um, unkindness that's happening. Yeah. And then, so we're like yelling at it all the time. We're manipulating it all the time. We're ignoring it all the time. And then we're like, why aren't you better? What's your problem? And it's like, seriously? I, I think a huge thing that I do is like you're saying, I ask so much of my body. Yes, like I'm I surprised. Put some, and I'm very hard on my body, even like down to like little things like, not wearing good shoes <laughs> like like and and I'm barefoot all the time and then like step on things and like I'm hard on my body I just like I want it to function and just expect it to be this machine that um it works for some things but it doesn't for others you know well, that, that whole it, started, it has to put other that. things on the back burner to do all that right like sure it only sure. has so much so like it's put it's ideal sure. fat burning task way at the bottom of the list because you've given it daily more important tasks to do. So it's like, that's there on the yeah. list and he would love to get to it, but it can't. Sure. You, you give yeah. it too much. Yeah, I do give it a lot. <laughs> I'm sure I give it a lot. And there's no do. appreciation, right? Like go, going back yeah. example, if your body was a business, it's like, usually we're running that department. We're overworking the department. We're underfeeding it a lot of the times or we're okay. overfeeding it. So we're still, either way, we're not giving it ideal. We're not like, like I think of the best work environment is like you're, you're playing your country music that you love. You're just like singing, you're relaxed. You're high-fiving your employees. Yeah. You're like, who needs pencils? Who needs paper? I got you. Let me go to the store and get you. What do you need? Um, you know, not micromanaging, manipulating, yelling, yeah. demanding yeah. 17 tasks in one minute. Um, that's usually the environment most people have in their bodies. And I'm telling you to create the kickback, relax, cool boss, where every, like right. you have, the best employees that you could ever hire. Like they don't even need to be trained. They came to you highly trained, ready to yeah. perform. And then and I do like, wholeheartedly believe that. I think that our bodies are freaking amazing, spectacular things. Well, then why wouldn't you trust it? I be my experience, I guess, I guess, <laughs> but, but I see how there's missing components. And I think maybe 
or one major missing component. And that is part of it though, is I'm going like, God, I feed you really good. Like I do all this stuff for you. Like, why aren't you behaving? Like, and it just kind of creates this disconnect, you know, it's a frustration and almost, I mean, for a lot of years, I thought, I really genuinely thought there was maybe like a medical issue. Yes, me too. It just didn't make sense. Like it was like, you know, there must be endocrine or there must be, and then it was like each thing came up and it was like, no, you're really, really healthy. And I'm like, well, damn. Same experience. And even because I was talking to trainers and all these people and they're like, there must be something medically wrong with you because there's no reason that you shouldn't be losing weight. And like, nobody could tell me. Sure. Um, And then I can't move and I drop weight. Like it's, I'm not even trying. Like that was, that was the huge revelation. Like, sure. There's nothing wrong with me. I've just never given my body a fighting chance. Sure. <laughs> Seriously. The minute I decided yeah. to get healthier or get fit or whatever you want to call it, I immediately was like, let's do 75 things and let's do it from this very unhealthy yeah. place and like all oh, this manipulation. Yeah. And I didn't even I didn't yeah. even ask. Like, imagine if you go back to the very first time you ever attempted to lose weight. And what if your first step before even research on the internet or reading a book was, Hey body, I would like to be more fit or whatever. Um, what yeah. would you like? What would you like? What do you need? Like what if that was the first yeah. step? I didn't even ask. I was like, let me tell yeah. you, let me yeah. tell you what you need. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, and then uh, when you get any response, you get absolutely hooked on that response. Yeah. You go, oh, it worked. I'm manipulated. Yeah. In the same way yeah. that if you like had a bunch of employees and you did feed them really good food and then you gave them a bunch of caffeine pills, you'd get pretty good production for a while, right? <laughs> they would work their asses yeah. off for a while yeah. until they all hit their walls and you find yeah. them sleep on their desk. <laughs> yeah. The, the caffeine crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can only go that way, you know. <laughs> For so long, what if you gave yeah. them a bunch of cocaine? They're all like hyped up on cocaine. What do you think is going to happen on the on the come down? False sense of production, yeah. right? Yeah. Man, you guys yeah. did great when you were doing cocaine. What happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> you gave us drugs. So well, <laughs> right? Really not realistic <laughs> for lifelong. <laughs> so yes, extreme example. Yeah, so get the point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You feel like clear on a starting place of where you need to go? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I have a couple, you know, just like three major things for me to implement. Definitely just coming to awareness when I'm eating. I mean, the breathing will help too, but I think just even mental awareness will make a huge shift, you know, just to come inward for a second and just like check in with myself and see where I'm at and attempt to bring down that level of crazy pitch going on. Um, while I'm eating, that's a good place to start. Um, I am going to finish. I'm so close to the end of my 10 rounds. I'm going to finish my 10 rounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have like six days left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I I'm too competitive, not to freaking finish. I'm going to say, so I have to tell you one of the things I worked with this business coach for many years and he told us we had to email our list every day, whatever, totally un unrelated but I asked him once I was like well 
Like he's telling me this is what works, right? You have to email your list. Yeah. Every day. And I was like, well, that seems like a lot. Like, what if I emailed like maybe once a week? He's like, yeah, if you, if you want to make less money. And I was like, so I'm going to say the same thing to you. Yeah. I want to not, not lose weight for an extra week. Your last six days. But let me tell you what it signifies. If you don't, it would be equivalent to you leaving the last bite of food on your plate because you know, you're full. It'd be equivalent to your body saying, I'm tired. And you saying, you know what, I'm going to actually ask someone to watch my kids and I'm going to go lay in bed and rest. Like you not pushing your body to do this, but I, I almost can guarantee it doesn't want to do, um, is an enormous conversation to have with your body. So I'm not going to tell you what to do because I believe in my body, but I'm going to make a strong recommendation. I'll marinate on it. I'll (laughs) marinate on it. (laughs) Um, and, and I'm, and then the third thing is I'm kind of not kidding. Like I maybe think I'm going to see if I can do something with my Fitbit. That's a reminder of like a 30 minute, even they have, do they have, well, cause they have a relaxed thing, but it's super weird. Um, hold on. I'm bringing it up. They have, um, track your mindfulness. And so, um, is that the breathing one? Cause the really funny thing. Thing. the breathing one at least on mine it's too fast what it wants me to breathe it raises my heart rate so it's so you, I just breathing yeah so yes yes so when okay. you when you use the breathing mine tells me to like follow a circle it's so it's following you first it's trying to gather your breathing okay pattern, and then it then it cues well, how funny. So that means I'm coming into it. So yeah. maybe I need to spend a minute first, like bringing myself to calm and then try it because yeah. every single time I feel like I'm flipping hyperventilating doing it. Yeah. I'm like, this is not relaxing. Like not even super, not even at all. Um, no, no, it's, it's, it's using okay. your, like, you know, it tracks your heart rate and stuff. So it, um, let me tell you. And can I set it through the app on my phone to like give me reminders to do it? I think you can. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm not a big fan of external anything because I want sure. you to learn the internal cueing. Sure. But when you're first starting out, it's nice to have the reminder. So even if it's sure. just setting an app, yeah. a reminder on your phone every hour to breathe, um, sure. it's a tool. It's not something I can probably do that. Yeah. yeah, but I think it does because just like you can set like uh, goals for steps, you can set goals for mindfulness. Okay. And just okay. to piggyback on that, because if people are wondering why I have a Fitbit of all people, let me be really clear. I don't track my, I, I, it was funny that you posted your steps. I have an average of 3000 steps a day to give you some reference on how much I don't move. Um, so I don't use it for steps. I don't use it for calories. I use it for sleep, heart rate, a watch. Yeah. And I think that's all I really use it for. That's it. I don't, I could care less about calories burn. It means nothing to me. Sure. Care less sure. about steps. I recommend you do the same. Um, but it does have some cool features for the mindfulness that would be, um, look into that. Well, it's definitely a 180, you know, I mean, in terms of just like the steps and stuff, my property in my life, like on the days I don't try, like I gave myself like a woohoo with my group when I was under 20,000 steps, finally for the first time in like four weeks. 
well, like just walk slow. Like you're going to walk, just walk slow. Sure. So, and they have sure. mindfulness. I mean, they have walking meditations that might work really well for you. You could just listen to them like on YouTube. Well, and that's just simply running, like go feed the pigs, come back. That's days I don't walk like for yeah. exercise. I know you have to walk that. out to those places, right? So I would put in, yeah, no, I do. put in your headphones and play yeah. a walking meditation that'll force you to walk slower. Um, see if yeah. you can sync your walking to your deep breathing. But like you have all this opportunity. Um, you have sure. to get from one place sure. to the other. How can you incorporate sure. relaxation and mindfulness in those times that you're already going to be, you have these opportunities, right? That's why I give the example of washing the yeah. dishes, an opportunity to be present. Um, so you have all these opportunities to become really present. When you're walking, feel the breeze on your skin, like bring in your senses, feel what's underneath your toes. It's okay sure. to be there, but you know, feel the soil, feel the yeah. grass, um, feel the sun, yeah. notice the smells. Like if you can bring in all your senses, you'll be really, really present. Um, and the other t- way to practice yeah. mindfulness is just never to have your phone near you, right? So um, that way you're just doing, so if you're watching TV, you're watching TV, you're not watching TV and using your phone. Sure. Someone's talking, you're listening yeah. on your phone. Um, there's lots of times you can practice this that will make an enormous impact on your day-to-day life. Sure. Like I will, I will be shocked if you don't just start dropping weight, the, the more you slow down, I would be shocked. We will see. <laughs> Yeah, I can almost bet on it. And I've been doing this for 12 years. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I'm thrilled. I really appreciate you reaching out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big whoop-de-whoop for my brain. Um, <laughs> I bet. It's, it's almost kind of funny because now after having the conversation, it's a little bit like, why was this not the first thing that I thought of when I was thinking about like what potentially is the conversation? Like nobody talks course, about it. I guess. Yeah. But it's just strange. It's like, why it's for obvious. me, of course, that's it's, it's obvious. obvious in retrospect. When you yeah. hear it. But let me tell you, never crossed my mind until I lost weight without moving. Never. Sure. Never would I have believed that I could not move and lose weight, that I could do sure. less and lose weight. I would have never bought into that, but it happened. And then I did the whole food psychology program. And that's when I understood why it all worked. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I know you're not, you're, you're saying this and you're, I'm not, I love moving and like, just like you love moving and you do yoga, but moving with intention and at a different pace and at and also just even simply the mindfulness with the movement of a different mindset, not this crazy. No, it's very possible. I, I don't, I don't, it's so funny. You and I both do this. We're physical people. Like I, I can't know. Help, I use like physical <laughs> ways to explain like how I feel like that's just, yeah, I don't know how to say it in words. So it's very possible that once you balance everything out, that it, that you might crave more, active higher intensity movements but i i can almost guarantee that it's not going to be for a while like your you your pendulum has swung so far this way we have to swing it back this way to find balance so when i we swing it back this way it has to be like the opposite of what you're doing so it's gonna be like extreme slowing down for a while until you can kind of like mellow out into the middle and have a balance of both 
I wonder what my husband's going to think. My husband is so mellow. Like that he is just going to like, wait, what? This is, yeah, he is, he is that balance to me typically in in the life. But um, you got this and I'll send you a link after this with the um, program. If you want to look more into that Um, and you can, that way you have some guidance as you do it. But other than that, um, you got a lot to get started with. It's going to be an enormous shift in your life. It was for me, but it, yeah. I, I honestly live a life where I don't think about weight at all ever. And I haven't in 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think three main things that even just those three things that seem small are a huge, huge. shift, a huge shift for me mentally and are going to be a challenge, um, in and of themselves. So, um, fully. Yeah. Well, all thank right. Well, thank you for I being here with it. us. Um, yeah. So, so many people will be able to relate to where you're at and the um, yeah. takeaways that you had today. So I appreciate your presence here and um, we will check back in with you in a few weeks to see where you're at. We cool. can update everybody. And uh, other than that, enjoy the rest of this beautiful day and we will talk soon. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's food and weight breakthrough session. Breakthrough sessions happen live on the Ohm Institute Facebook page every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you'd like to apply to have your weight and food breakthrough session, which is totally free, just head to theominstitute.app slash podcast. That's theominstitute.app forward slash podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I'll see you next time. Thank you.